Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Sean Morash and Ken Barkley here at You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on this Monday, June 26th. Plenty more to get into. We'll finish that baseball conversation we were having about rotations you trust. And we'll get into a little Jeopardy later on in the show. But joining us now, at whale underscore capper, the whale capper, Drew Dinsick joins us now. He's host of Bet the Edge podcast, the Deep Dive podcast, NBC Sports Edge host, tennis handicapper. He's got a packed resume, and he's got a full head of hair if you're joining us on camera now, <laughs> unlike me who's bald and Ken wearing a hat. Drew, what's up, man? How are you? <laughs> Oh, you know, man, uh, enjoying the uh, this part of the year. Um, I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, my gosh, so long until football, uh, nothing to do, <laughs> bored. I, I'm going to savor it. I mean, it's going to be it's going to go quickly. Um, it's beautiful summer here where, where we're at now, finally, after a, a gloomy June to this point. So um, in great spirits and uh, honestly, just ready for uh, ready for some some uh, Wimbledon. Uh, I mean, full yeah. grass tennis mode and uh, uh, and really that's going to that's going to occupy my uh, uh, the front of my brain, I guess, in between now and when we get to preseason football. Love full grass tennis mode. It's the best. That's I just yeah, every summer. Uh I want to ask you about the NBA before we do Wimbledon. So we'll ask you men's sure. women's. We'll get some early thoughts. I think they're playing like qualifiers now and the draw comes out <laughs> after it's all kind of like a big mixed bag right now, basically in terms of, of what we're going to see, but we have markets open for Wimbledon, but just one question about the NBA. This is, we, we were saying before the show, well, it's like, man, can somebody get traded today or like something happen? Because it just, there's this like kind of lull where it's like, Hey, uh, Hey, Dame Lillard. Like I know you're meeting with the Portland trailblazers right now. Can we get the substance of that meeting? like publicized by pronto because we need something to talk about um this could be like Wembenyama and what you think he's going to be a rookie of the year this could be a superstar that might change teams something else at the draft that happened just like the most interesting thing to you going on in the next like couple weeks in the nba that like matters from a betting standpoint or, or to you yeah the since that i get the more i try to think through some of the key kind of macro questions because you know Futures odds pop, MVP yeah. odds are out. Uh, you start to think about that sort of stuff, right? And yeah. the more and more I kind of grind, you know, early grinding out some thoughts on this, the more it's just like, man, we are in really uncertain times in the NBA in terms of who's good, bad, or otherwise. We're going through a humongous um, changing of the guard, I feel like, at least in terms of sort of the brand name, you know, box office superstars aging out of being massively relevant to winning, you know, championship equity. Um, and, you know, the guys that are going to take the leap to be that next group 
we don't really know much about them yet. We know you have like the two very distinct types of rosters going on in the NBA right now. Uh, ones where it's like it's clear they're desperate for you know a championship. We're we're putting all our chips into the table with some guys that maybe they haven't been playing especially well lately. There's they're older. Uh, you know, there's it's just it, there's a lot of you know the Suns archetype, I guess. Uh, and then you have the other side of the coin where you have some of these teams that are just absolutely stockpiling enormous amount of really young talent. And it's interesting to, to try to play the game of is it going to work? <laughs> are you are you are you going to be are we going to be surprised? Like if the Thunder are a top four seed in the West, should we be surprised? Probably not. They have an insanely talented young roster. Like if those guys gel, if their young players take any meaningful step forward, is that going to be your you know a top four team in the West? Sure. Why not? Like the Clippers could up, you know, completely tear that thing down. The Lakers might lose LeBron James. Uh, it's not obvious the Mavericks are getting good anytime soon. Like, you know, the, the Grizzlies are going to be without their most important player for a quarter of the season. Like there's all kinds of, you know, weird moving parts to where it just doesn't feel like there's a ton of certainty in terms of who's going to be good at all. The Eastern Conference looks like a mess. The MVP race is a big old shrug. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be one of the more uncertain seasons, I think, as we head into, uh, you know, kind of putting together priors. And I think if you guess right as far as which young teams really gel early and, you know, kind of make the leap to contention, I think that's really where the, you know, that's where the high, the high, uh, you know, the, the, the big scores are probably going to come from. And, you know, I, I, I would take a serious look at the thunder and what they're doing. I would take a serious look at the magic and what they're doing and see if you can talk yourself into some big prices on the teams like that. Drew Dinsick, our guest here on You Better You Bet. So you mentioned that, you know, you're good on waiting for the hecticness of football season. You're rubbing your hands together. You're ready for Wimbledon. We'll see when the draw comes out. <laughs> but when you look at the odds here, I mean, honestly, whether it's, it's Djokovic right now, Al- Alcaraz, where everybody can't wait to bet. I mean, is it basically just them two, or is there anything worth investing in a Medvedev? Or, you know, where is the drama going to lie here in Wimbledon? Yeah, I mean, realistically, there are one and a half players that can win the men's Wimbledon. Which is insane. Where's the um, half? Alcaraz. <laughs> like, just, just like something the Raz yeah. part? Just, is it the Alka part yeah, or the Raz part? Which guy can win? The Alcagrass, Alka, Alka man. You didn't see he won yeah. the Queens tournament over the weekend? By the way, if you haven't watched any of that, the Queens uh, is, is very, it was very cool. It's a very cool visual space because the crowd is just bang right there on the grass court. The buildings are, you know, historic and awesome and cool. And then the trophy, when the guy wins, is like absurdly large. <laughs> like, it's just the stupidest big trophy you've ever seen in your life. And Alcaraz brings home the giant trophy wins his first grass uh, title which is cool and you know he's he's but he's getting like the very first reps of his entire career on grass and uh and so it's tough to say well you know how do you take you know uh, you're learning how to play on a given surface and given conditions and then you know transfer that into championship uh particularly when you're going to have to probably go through the greatest grass player of our lifetimes Novak Djokovic uh, who's by the way Djokovic has not lost to anyone on grass who is currently on tour. Wow. That's like, like the last time he's lost like to ever. Sam Query. Like ever. Yeah. Ever. He's a, yeah. Well, in, at, at Wimbledon, I should say. Uh, I haven't checked ever, ever. I'm sure there's, he has some random w- weird outlier like losses. Welsh tennis tournament when he was yeah. like 18 yeah. or something. Yeah. But even those, like those players are all, they're all out, right? That's all, they've all aged out. Uh, you know, he's lost Wimbledon to like the likes of Sam Query, who's retired. Chilich is retired, like, or not retired, but not playing right now. And, you know, so it really, there's just this huge kind of, of 
massive gap of no one really coming up behind him uh, with grass quality. And so that's why the odds are just outsized in favor of Djokovic. Now, <clears throat> all that said, I'm starting to build up a little bit of an appetite to take on uh, these prices, particularly if uh, we see something outrageous in a final against the likes of an Alcaraz. Alcaraz certainly has the skill set to thrive on grass in the long term after he kind of gets his feet under him. And, uh, you know, considering how burned everyone got in the French Open semifinal where, you know, it was one way action Alcaraz market wide. Um, you know, there's a chance that you could get an overreaction the other way and you could get a pretty awesome price on Alcaraz in just a head-to-head -head against Djokovic. I don't think there's any reason to take plus 300 right now uh, on Alcaraz. I think you can literally just sit there and wait and see if he does kind of figure it out uh, because that's probably going to be close to the price you're going to get head-to-head -head in a final against Djokovic. Um, and, you know, you asked about Medvedev or any other player. I thought coming into this grass cycle that Medvedev was going to be worth keeping eyes on just because he took such a huge step forward on clay this year. Maybe he could carry that into grass form. Has not happened. <laughs> he has not been good. <laughs> and he does not look comfortable. He is not making progress. Uh, and everybody else on that list who's down below him either is wildly out of form, doesn't realistically be belong in consideration like the Berrettinis and the Curioses of the world, uh, the Felix Alger Aliasims of the world. Like Those guys do not have a chance. Um, Holger Rune, Sebastian Corda, they could find a top level that's possible and pull off like an incredible upset against, you know, a, a name brand player. But I don't think realistically, you know, any of them have the best, you know, can get the better of a, a Djokovic in a best of five format. So it's going to take Alcaraz really figuring this out. You're going to get him at price probably in the final. And I think that's ultimately the way I'm going to end up playing this, assuming that, you know, we don't have some weird situation where everybody falls all over themselves, ready to bet Alcaraz again. And, you know, he goes off as a pick him against Djokovic in the final, in which case is easy call. Bet Djokovic. Well, that's, that's kind of your, that's your one and a half then basically, right? It's that's like, right. Well, if they play and if Alcaraz <laughs> figures it out, then he's, then he's yeah. the half and he, and he becomes he's the half. At yeah. that point, basically, maybe you bet him. Uh, maybe, at that yeah, point, yeah, maybe he's just, we'll do, yeah. uh, we'll do the, the women's outright uh, in a, in a second. I, I just, Okay, so like if this is true, I was just watching, I think you and I were even in a chat, I was watching all the Breakpoint episodes on Netflix, and the, mm -hmm. the topic of those docuseries episodes is both Wimbledon and then the US Open, which is obviously the final Grand Slam of the calendar year. If this, if this ha like if Djokovic just railroads everybody, which mm -hmm. seems like it, based on that answer, I'm like, I don't know how he's going to lose, based on just literally that three minutes that you just gave. <laughs> is this... Will you be entering the U.S. Open being like, now is the time where, like, finally someone will step up and beat them? Like, really, I think we have to get really macro here because it sounds like Wimbledon stinks from a betting standpoint. Is this like you want Djokovic to win handily because then in the U.S. Open, hardcore season's, like, way more wide open? Or Djokovic just wins, like, literally the Grand Slam for this year, which would be pretty incredible uh, at his age. What do you think? Yeah, he's very live to win the Grand Slam. I will say that pretty clearly the conditions at uh, Flushing Meadows are the worst for him of any of the four majors. People will look at his win-loss record at Roland Garros and say Clay is his worst surface. I will always go to bat that his worst of the four slams is the U.S. Open because, in general, the heat and humidity that time of year doesn't necessarily play into his strengths at all. Um, and <clears throat> in general, you get to that part of the calendar, and usually uh, he has been playing more tennis than everyone else times an order of magnitude just because he's playing so deep into all these tournaments he's grounded ground himself into a pulp and uh and so he's a little bit vulnerable when you get to that stage now he has not been playing nearly as much tennis this year at all 
Like he's literally just been saving it up for the slams. He did not play Wendy and Wells or Miami because of you know still COVID rules, and uh, and he hasn't really been playing a ton of warm ups or in betweeners here uh, at all on tour. So he's pretty fresh. Um, and I, you know, other, you know, unless we see him kind of play through a tougher path in Wimbledon where he's going deeper into matches and he scrapes through and he, you know, maybe aggravates an elbow injury or something like that. Like, I don't know that there's a really strong reason to take him on even at the U S open, even though that's where he is the weakest, um, in general, some of the young players like tend to kind of may have their big breakouts at the U S open, like Alcaraz did last year, uh, yeah. largely on the basis of like, people are tired, people are hurt and, you know, youth can prevail to the degree that uh at least you have a little bit better chance at, at the u.s open i'm holding some holger rune tickets i think he's kind of he is the breakout guy this year if there is a breakout guy um and uh you know but that said uh, <laughs> i'm gonna need someone else to do some serious damage to djokovic's legs to uh to really see uh you know some serious angle there to bet against him sure uh, i got like minute 90 seconds left uh Sviantek is the favorite to win the, the women's at Wimbledon her episode of Breakpoint was actually really good if people haven't checked that series out what about the uh the women's uh the singles title here well in really like 60 90 seconds yeah we're we, this is a total total uh um uh wide open uh tournament in my opinion i don't think ego really warrants you know much better than about four to one in terms of price just because we haven't seen her succeed to you know to the degree that she is going to have enough game on grass to be warranting the favorite uh she's gonna have a tough path almost certainly she's gonna have to go through some of these other elite players on grass uh elena rabakina who is your reigning champion is has to be docked right now a bit because she's been dealing with a, a pretty aggressive uh, viral something and she just hasn't looked well she hasn't played well she's been pulling out of tournaments and so a little bit of a circle around her to see what kind of form we get from her in the first couple weeks if she even plays similarly arena sabalenka she had one of the most horrific crashes out of the uh french open semifinals that you ever wanted to see and her mental kind of fortitude is certainly going to be tested in this tournament so she's worth uh, kind of uh looking a little bit uh, uh you know critically the uh the one uh, fourth name on the list in petra kovitova looks amazing on grass and she's uh, absolutely a, you know two-time champion has the quality has the ability to uh pick up a third wimbledon in my opinion i bet her in like the 20 to 1 range she should be you can find tens out there now i think that's fair uh play but uh kvitova is sort of the only uh horse that i think uh you got to have a ticket on before we get there and then there's like an entire middle class of players who do have kind of a chance and so uh it's going to the women's side is going to be a, a ton of fun i think uh rabikina's iga and sabalink all you can kind of dock them a bit uh so there's going to be some fun ways to bet that tournament Drew Dinsick, you can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. He's a tennis handicapper, NBC Sports Edge host, Bet the Edge podcast, Deep Dive podcast. Drew, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy Wimbledon, and uh, look, hopefully one day we could beat you on grass. (laughs) Best of luck, guys. Enjoy the rest of the week. (laughs) Thanks, Will. You play tennis, Sean? Uh, No, only when I was younger. But uh, I've beaten plenty of other people who've smoked grass on sports. Oh, that's good. I mean, they take the field. That was the other thing about Nick's wedding, by the way. And this is not going to go where you think it's going to go. But just I was in like I've been I've been to Vegas, obviously, like post COVID and like since marijuana is legal everywhere. Been to Vegas, walked the strip, aware of aware of what that's like. Contact high, just walking the entire strip. Of course. There are parts of Manhattan that I think rival Vegas now. Like, I think actually, like, give yeah. it a run for its money. 
Like, I mean, can really, I like, over, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, I am can not. Can I go over the Williamsburg Bridge I'm at 4.50 a.m. Like, every holy morning crap. with my windows down? <laughs> right. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Believe me. Believe me. It's a different world now. It's a different world. But you know what? It gives me a good buzz before I go do morning radio. So there we go. Yeah, that's perfect. Way we're <laughs> going at, like, 4 a.m. Like, my, yeah, like right my wife was just, we, were, bridge, we were on, like, bagel sandwiches. She was like, yeah, you know what I want at 6.30 in the morning? Like, smoke a bunch of weed. And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, there are some people who the answer is, like, yes, that's what I would like to do. Yes, exactly. A whole new world. All right. right. Some more thoughts on what Drew had to say. Plus, we'll go back to our MLB pitching situation. It's You Better You Bet presented by MGM with Sean McKen. BetQL Network. Keep it locked here.